Uh, what's up, y'all? It's Twin Brother Darkness. Uh, we're here with Dan Manosak and uh, the other brother, Eli. Uh, we're just going to chat today, get to know Dan. Dan's worked all over the city. I've learned a lot from him. Um, let's get into it. Wow. That's flattering. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Appreciate you taking the time from your day to talk to us. You know, we really appreciate that. So, yeah. yeah. You would be surprised uh, how open my day is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, uh, just to get kind of started, uh, we usually start with a little bit of an introduction uh, from, you know, whoever we're talking to. So, uh, can you just give us a little background uh, for the listeners? Like, uh, when did you start cooking? What was your first job? Uh, how old were you? Uh, just kind of, you know, something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name's Dan Manisak. I uh, I grew up in Apple Valley, Minnesota, uh, south suburbs of Minneapolis. Um, I have been cooking for about 16, going on 17 years now. Um, okay. But... Long time, yeah, that, that, time. that's like actual line cooking, you know, but uh, I, I've been working, you know, like the Minnesota Zoo is in Apple Valley. And that was actually like one of my first jobs when I was 14. They let you work there. Yeah. Okay. And they, uh, you know, it was only in the food court. You're, you're either like bussing tables or if you're good enough, you get to work the register. Uh, we're not allowed to cook anything yet, but uh, they had all these outdoor buildings. Uh, and like kiosks and stuff and all the the hard workers or the good kids the ones they trusted uh could work there so uh they, they put me in charge of like the imax theater or like one of those outdoor ones where uh it was pretty much me and an amigo because the amigo had to work like the the hot stuff and i had to work the register they needed somebody to pour beer but uh okay. amigo was always letting huh. me cook so I, I, I was probably cooking even before uh for over 16 years but uh, legally and on the books and stuff as a line cook for about 16 years now. Uh, first, first kitchen job, real kitchen job was at the river room in, uh, St. Paul. It was like the restaurant inside, uh, Marshall Fields at the time before Macy's bought them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was just like, you know, chicken pot pie, meatloaf. And they, they, they're cranking out like popovers for, uh, lunch crowds mostly mm. they, they i think they closed at like seven o'clock so it was like the best job like kitchen job to have because you just get <laughs> home at home by eight o'clock you know right absolutely yeah oh that's awesome was it so it, what it was you guys just did um lunch and early dinner yeah pretty much because yeah mo- most of our clientele is probably like in their 70s or 80s you know <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah right it was yeah. a bunch of older ladies um just getting together playing cribbage and stuff but uh it, it was still a good great way to learn how to you know how a kitchen actually works because the, the way i got that job actually was i was attending the court on blue and uh there was a job fair um at the school and i mean n- okay. now you, you can go to those job fairs and you can see what places are at those job fairs those are the places hurting for cooks because they're usually shittier places you know <laughs> And yeah, not the greatest yeah. jobs so um but it, it was perfect for me because I, I didn't really have to try hard to get a job because I, I was really worried about uh getting into a kitchen I, I i thought i would have a hard time 
getting in without any like ex- real experience, you know. Huh. Yeah. What what year did you go to Le Colombe? Uh I started in 2004. Uh so yeah, I I graduated high school in 04 and I think I gave myself like two weeks of summer before I started Le Cordon Bleu. Um, Dang. Yeah, which, you know, you get, I don't know if you went to culinary school or not, Eli, but Chris, you know, um, it's not real school. I was probably having a crazier summer in culinary school than I would normally have just because I was surrounded yeah. by dirt bags, you know? <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. No. The reason the reason why I, I ask is I went I went to Le Cordon Bleu also, so I was trying to see what year you were there. But I was there in '03. Okay. I sure. Yeah. So I just right yeah. I was the class before you. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Culinary school is like looking back is like yeah I could have just learned this shit just working. In yeah, a you know it, it's like <laughs> it's like any school though. It's it's kind of uh yeah how much you're willing to put into to it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah, and when you're that young, it's like you know you you're not really you know putting your all into it. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was where I am now and went back, it would have been different experience. Absolutely, but, and I definitely had yeah. those uh, older classmates that probably got a lot more out of it because uh, they waited yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and that's how actually that's how because that's how I met okay. Rob was through culinary school. So, and at the time, Rob had like 10 years, you know, cooking. So, yeah, he got he got way more out of it than I did for sure. Yeah, I mean, now, though, you could just find all that stuff on YouTube. And there's like, oh, there's yeah. so much information out there now. So, I mean, culinary school is yeah, even more a joke than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. It's interesting you guys said that because I went to regular college for like two, three years before. I went to culinary school and I mean, I, I got a lot out of it, but that's because I wanted to go to school and I wanted to cook. That's just, you guys went like right out of high school. Yep. Yep. I think I even had a year off before I went. Okay. So yeah, you, you, you must've gone to culinary school and it was like, uh, you know, probably like going from AP class to like the stupid kids class. (laughs) Like, oh, oh what did I do? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. There was uh there was some people in there that I still remember their names that uh, uh just annoyed me. <laughs> that doesn't stop. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I mean that That's was true. the thing about school is like as you start you know, you start with a big group and then by the end, the class just like dwindled down. I think we started with like 40 and by graduation, there might have been like 18 or less. That, that, that's every single class that goes through there, you know? Yeah. So there's definitely something wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, so you uh, got your first kitchen job. Then what else? Yeah, so... um I, I was going. I was working at the River Room um, while I was still uh, attending Le Cordon Bleu. Then, you know, at the end of it, they they have you do an externship, uh, which is just complete yep. bullshit. You know, they're like, hey, go work work at this place for free, and that's we're going to call that a class, and we're going to charge you for this class. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I ended up moving uh, to Madison, Wisconsin, to work at the Edgewater Hotel. 
um, because okay. it was just Wisconsin, and I was 19 at the time, and I wanted to drink underage, and I thought that would be a great place to do it. <laughs> oh, damn, man. You were the smart one. I went to Florida. Well, I mean, I, I think that's just as crazy. Florida, anything goes down in Florida. You can do whatever you want there. Yeah. But, yep. Um, that's true. That's yeah, I mean, true. I realized pretty quick in the kitchen that, uh, you know, I, I didn't know how to cook yet. Um, I, I didn't know how anything worked. I didn't know how to butcher. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything. But what I did have was just like, you know, nonstop work ethic. You know, I, I could just put my head down. I'll, I'm okay with asking questions, looking stupid. So they, you know, they, I, I was always a guy they could trust, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be here on time yeah. uh, and he'll, he'll do it. So uh, I, I got promoted like way too early uh, during, I, I started as an intern there. And then by the end of it, I was like a kitchen supervisor. Um, I actually, like I became in charge of my chef when I started, cause he had just like the worst Coke habit. <laughs> so he just, oh. that, that that's like, so depressing too. He just kept getting demoted and demoted and demoted, but he stuck around, you know, I was like, Oh yeah. Well, you can go anywhere else. You got a bad problem, dude. You get, so that again. Uh, Welcome yeah. to the kitchen. <laughs> so I, I I did a year of that that I, I you know I came back home and uh, shoot I, I you know I I was like um, with a, a friend talking with a friend and uh, we were going over like how many jobs we've had over our our career you know and uh, I had to write it all down and I was like oh shit I got like forty jobs here because. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's crazy when you like sit down and look at. Yeah, it, you know, like, like wow. early early on, I was just like you, Chris. Where, um, you know, like I I liked working three jobs, keep things interesting, you know. And I was just, whoa, like, I like, whoa, 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 what's up? I didn't like working. Okay, I had bills. To <laughs> yeah, <pay. laughs> yeah. yeah. Sa- Sa- Sally May was Absolutely. making those. No, <laughs> I, I know all about that, but I mean. I, I think there's part of you that likes it. You know, it's part of your story. Too, yeah, you know? yeah. I like the grind. Yeah. I'm in it for the grind. Yeah. If you had that free time, what are you going to do with that? I mean, you wanted to work, you know? And especially as young yeah. cooks, it's yeah. like, oh, I want to I want to work in an Italian restaurant. I want to see what's up with this sushi joint. So I, I was working three jobs all the time. So it's like writing down all these jobs I had. I was like, oh, shit. I am like, this looks really bad on a resume, you know? <laughs> like. I'd be like year stint here, yeah, year stint like there. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I forgot what the question was, but I was just, sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, all right. Well, you moved around a lot. Um, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, like I said, I've always said, I mean, I've, I've moved around plenty. I've had plenty of jobs where I worked like two months and was like, oh, this ain't going to work. Yeah. You can see that right away sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's just, no, it's usually like um, uh, when, when you get trained and you like just fucking hate the guy that's training you. And you could tell like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to fit in with these guys. This this place is run like a pirate ship and they're just going to give me shit all the goddamn time. <laughs> that is true. You can tell right away. Like you, there's, there's like a certain mood and you're like, yeah, this... Yeah. This is not my home. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, 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 no, you're some right. Some places are so old school. They want you. To, it's like prison where they they you gotta do something to like 
prove yourself where it's like i don't have to do that yeah. i'm just gonna leave like fuck you guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely no i i we've and that's the thing we've all gone through that it, because after a while, you just know. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is not for me. And I think that's one of the beauty about, like, cooking is that you you still have the freedom to just, you know, go in a place, maybe work a week and be like, uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to last here and just go find some something else. You know what I mean? There's always people looking for really good cooks. Yeah, and so even, even more important than uh, just, like, being able to cook really well is, like, hey, do I want to stand next to this person for – 10 hours at a time are they cool enough like are they a good person you know yeah absolutely yeah you you don't want to be miserable and then it's two years later you're like wait what am i still doing here i don't like this person (laughs) so but no that that was uh really good i think that's uh as far as you know trying to get a little bit of information on your background and stuff um moving on uh, obviously we all know we just going through a pandemic right now um one of the things that we've been talking to people about was you know how did that affect you at the beginning of the pandemic and uh how did you cope with that and um are there any insight you want to give to people as far as you know what they can do and i suppose what you've decided that you're gonna uh, do? sure yeah i mean I mean, it, I think uh, a lot of our stories are the same, you know, being in the the same business here. Uh, I mean, yeah, last year was a trip for sure. Uh, yeah. some, some, yeah. some of the hardest mm-hmm. uh, days that I've ever had professionally, you know, um, where, yeah. you know, that like March or so. And uh, I, I, I was a chef at Lynn 65 at the time. Um, okay. And you know, we, we got the call like, Hey, we got to shut it down. Um, then I got a call from my boss saying we got to lay everybody off, you know? <laughs> so, wow. you know, I, I thought I was starting my day getting, you know, cutting French fries, getting burgers, patted up and stuff. And then I was like, Oh shit, I got to call everybody up and just like, uh, tell them that they don't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it's just mentally draining and, uh, you know, just having people, people wonder why like why why didn't i make the cut and like what do you have a job still and it's like ah oh, shit i don't know <laughs> yeah right i have a right. job today and it's just to to lay everybody off you know and uh yeah it was it was tough um and uh you know then a few few days later uh, we we got to see how it was going to go down and you know we're just going to do takeout but now I have to do takeout okay. with like I just laid everybody off. Um, I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have a prep team. I don't have line cooks. Like, uh, and yep. so my my first thought is, uh, I you know I got like a lot of kitchens. I had some amigos, um, and yep. they they were uh, my first thought was like, uh, hey, are you are you guys gonna? We we don't need to get into detail, but are you guys gonna collect unemployment or can you? And they're like, no, Hefe. Yeah. Right. I was like, all right, I know what that means. So for my yeah. my documented cooks, uh, they're okay. They they have unemployment that they can rely on, you know. And that's but yeah. Then I was thinking about all right, I'm gonna rehire you guys. Um 
so that we can all have some sort of income coming in and and uh all, all the staff that i did lay off and didn't bring back I, I told them exactly what was going on and and they're like yeah that's that's the right call we'll uh we'll come back when we're ready but take those guys first you know yeah for sure but that's man that you know glad that you did that i don't think a lot of people know that about the industry you know uh not everyone you know is on an equal footing as far as like, you know, having the opportunity and especially with things like yeah. unemployment. So, and then, you, you know, know, as you know, we, we found I, out like, uh, Oh shit, this takeout thing is, is, uh, you know, we got so much support from the community where, uh, everybody, everybody was ordering takeout. All of a sudden it was getting crazy. And we were like, yeah. Oh shit, we should just be a takeout restaurant. Like we don't need to hire, you know, like our, our labor is amazing because I'm working all the time. I'm doing all the dishes. I'm prepping everything. <laughs> but like, oh, all yep. of a sudden, yeah, this is decent money. And so I was like, I need to rehire some of these people. But, you know, everybody's getting all those unemployment checks and the extra whatever 600 bucks that they were getting <laughs> every week. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. when I was trying to rehire, they're like, oh, you know what? We're good right now. Like, oh, <laughs> okay. It's like that. I thought you'd have my back. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's like now nah, that I'm making more money yeah. right now than I was. Right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that, that was another struggle where, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, you got to see everyone's true colors. Um, but yeah. it was also good for them. You're like, I'm sure it was the first time a lot of people were on unemployment, they get to reset and see what's important to them, you know? Absolutely. Uh, maybe they don't want to work in Absolutely. the kitchen anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of bullshit yep. that comes with it um so yeah no well i mean i think it's it's one of those things where a lot of people probably just realize like wait i don't have to kill myself to just barely mm -hmm. make it you know what i mean whereas like i mean obviously you can't you know be on unemployment forever but for a lot of people i'm sure they're rethinking their careers you know maybe instead of working 60 hours a week you know it's 40 hours and having the time off that, you know, to pursue other things. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably know, so. uh, didn't, didn't have that time to even think about that or consider that uh, before working in the restaurant, you know? Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say, because you're, like you said, when you're working two jobs or whatever, you're just go, 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 and you don't even... Yeah, I mean, that, at that some point your time, family, you just... that becomes your, like your your social life, that's everything. I mean, you, you see the same people over and over, and... Mm -hmm. uh, it's just you, you fall into that yeah. routine, and unfortunately, it uh, also comes with like a lot of drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, that, we, that's one of the you know beasts about the industry, and you know, as you were referring to earlier, like your first job, your chef was a cokehead, you know, and the other thing is, you know, substance abuse is it's a big deal in this industry, and I think that. Um, a lot of people don't know that, um, and that's that's part of the reason why Chris and I wanted to, you know, start this podcast was just to get the opportunity for people to just kind of talk about, you know, the difficulties of the industry and how they just cope with, you know, stress levels and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you, know, you know, I, I think it's a a tough thing to to figure out until uh, I mean, especially for like a young cook when. Uh, you're barely making it, you know, you don't have time to cope with stuff. You got to think about paying your bills first. 
I, I don't I don't think I realized how important like balance in life and having your own free time was until I had enough money where I didn't have to worry about my bills, you know. So yeah. it, it yeah. comes later. Like now now I can like uh talk about how I like to travel and I like to do other shit. But like, you know, I never had that opportunity before because I just I was too worried about like can I pay rent? No, you're right. And I would go to like an interview back in like my mid to early 20s and they'd be like so what do you do in your free time and i'm like work yeah (laughs) like when i'm not working here i'm gonna be working somewhere else and that's that for sure and it was it was fine for a while until you get that break and you realize like oh shit this is cooler than work (laughs) yeah like i could well the other thing too like i i i mean i uh i was working two jobs for um with two years, which isn't that long compared to a lot of other people, but I had a week, I had four days off. Mm-hmm. And I think for one of those days, I slept maybe 18 hours. And I was like, dude, I didn't realize I was even this tired. Yeah. I, I remember those days Absolutely. with the Blackbird, Chris. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've probably had some of those talks with you. I, I vaguely remember some, some talks where I was just like, man, you work too much. <laughs> Because uh, oh you, yeah, you, you would just be like, uh, just on autopilot sometimes. When all of a sudden we get smacked around for uh, breakfast or or lunch, and you just you're, I could just see it. You're just so tired, you know. Yeah, well, actually, th- those were the days because I I remember I did the math and I got uh, between. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think I got nine hours of sleep total. Yeah. Wow. Because I was at Blackbird in the morning and then I'd close the gnome and get home, you know. Yeah. And you can't immediately go to sleep either. Yeah. And and I I remember like wanting to hold on to you because that, that breakfast shift is like the hardest position to hire. You know, you have to go through so many people that show up late before you find somebody reliable, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, nobody wants mm-hmm. to work that shift. <laughs> Dude, I remember I've, like, I've had so many interviews uh, when I got into the position of, like, actually hiring people. And the first thing that people will always say be like, yeah, I don't want to work brunch. I'm like, yeah. then why are you here? Like, don't tell me what you don't want to work. It's like, I, I think uh, we were we were all like that when know? we hated brunch. Uh, Chris, I don't know about you, but I, I love cooking brunch now, and I think I think anybody that comes out of that Blackbird kitchen uh, grows to be brunch guys or brunch cooks, you know? Because we we're oh, just yeah. like, oh, everybody hates it. Like, fuck you, it's not that hard. <laughs> like we we used oh, to do yeah. like three hundred I mean... people, just two of us or some shit, you know? Yeah, well, and I mean, as a cook, if you can work brunch, you're always oh, yeah. going to have a job. Everything else is easy. You get all the time yep. in the world for dinner. Like, you, you look at a brunch ticket wherever, you know, like, it'll be a four top, but it'll be like, you know, the ticket's like two feet long because everybody's got mods. It's like, oh, I want yep. dry yep. toast, <laughs> eggs over magic. And just all, all everybody. <laughs> and yeah, that's the thing, too. You'll, you'll get inexperienced servers. Uh, that will not filter that stuff. Yeah, where it'd be like, oh, they want it like over hard, but kind of runny still, and they, they'll type 
exactly what the customer said, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know what that means. You just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, they're probably shit-facing. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to send it out this way. But then, then they might like it. Then then they're going to ask for it again, and you don't know what you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, um, obviously, uh, we talked about pandemic stuff, how, you know, you went through that. Um <laughs> The other thing that well, we want, we usually you know talk to our guests about is, uh, what do you think the the future of the restaurant is gonna be after I like you mentioned you were talking about earlier how you've noticed that your um, to go uh, meals and stuff are more popular and you're making more money that way. Is that something that you think is sustainable or you think that? Um, you're going to be able to come back, you know, to the way things uh, were yeah. in the past. I, you know, I, I guess uh, we, we've been talking for a little bit and I didn't even mention that uh, uh, I opened a restaurant in the old Blackbird space. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, so, well, I mean, rest, Chris, knows, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. me and my partners uh, opened up a place called Petit Leon uh, in the old Blackbird spot in South Minneapolis, okay. 3800 Nicollet. So we're we're kind of trying to figure that out ourselves, but um, you know, like as far as it going back to normal, uh, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But it, it's it's hard to say, you know. I think people want it, but uh, you know, they're 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 going to be cautious uh, for the next year at least. I think you know, um, and right now with with being able to open at fifty percent capacity, it, it doesn't make sense for us. Uh, we decided, yeah, because yes. right, right now uh, we we barely have, we're barely making enough money to, you know, um, we're just getting by, you know, just like everybody else. We're doing takeout, and uh, we we can't really hire too many people, so it's all it's me and my three partners uh, working all the time. We're you know we're all line cooks now. We're working in front of the house. We're putting boxes in bags. We're running it out to cars. Um. And if we were to open up at 50%, we'd, you know, like we need to think now we need somebody at the host stand. We need uh, somebody to bar back or be a server assistant, you know? So yeah. those those are more yeah. paychecks that we have to hand out and we probably wouldn't make enough money at 50%. So uh, we decided to just continue to do takeout. Um, but, you know, I, I see, I see a lot more counter service in the future, I think. Um, I think, yep. you know, people are going to take advantage of the, the DoorDash stuff and, uh, you know, deliveries. And I think it's going to be more, uh, you know, I think the trend will be smaller dining rooms and it'll, it'll be more, uh, takeout and fast casual. Uh, that would be my guess, but I mean, yeah, it's so hard I, to say who knows. I, um, and Chris, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, is your restaurant tacking on the 20% right now? service uh yep we, we do 18 percent gratuity um i was gonna you did so you guys didn't get any of the uh the ppe loans or whatever you know for your labor um i i don't believe we got it the first time but uh i gotcha but i i know for a fact that uh we were too new um 
when we first started. Oh. We were too new, uh, but I think we might be, I don't know if we're getting the PPE, but I think we're getting approved for a different loan uh, that, that should help us out. We, we actually uh, made the mistake of trying to hire too many people because we thought we were going to open. Um, oh. And then uh, we had to take a step back and like, but we didn't want to let people go that we just hired, you know? Um, yeah. So luckily they, they had well, other jobs where it didn't hurt them too much. Uh, but we, we still just kind of split their hours where we're like, okay, you, you each can work a day. Um, but we don't have that many hours for you, you know, and we're only open Monday or sorry, Wednesday through Sunday. Because uh, we, we just saw Monday okay. Tuesday were too slow for us to be open. And that, that, yeah, we're the same. Yeah, o- opening a restaurant right now, it's it's just like you, you got to juggle those numbers around and figure out what's worth it, you know, and you got to know when to take the L. And you just got to be smart yeah. about it now because it, it could cost you, you know, like thousands of dollars a day. Yeah. So um, yeah. It's, it's been... Yeah, you know, it's been tricky. It's been tough, but like I said, I, uh, I, you know, my partner Jorge Guzman is the chef there. So there, there's there's mm-hmm. four of us total, and three of us are are chefs. And uh, yeah, our buddy Travis is the like the more front of the house bar guy. So we became line cooks, but we're not all chef right now jorge's the chef we decided this is jorge's restaurant you know so as a group we're we're planning on like all right let's each open up a restaurant that we want you know uh so jorge travis you're up first and then uh i i will support you guys and our our buddy ben will support until you guys are ready to run this place and then we're gonna go work on uh the restaurant that i wanted to do uh, which uh, Chris, you you worked with me in the summer with that, which is the the broken English concept. Yep. So that that would be the next restaurant for us. Um, right now it's called Broken English, but we might have to change that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, like right away, uh, we got emails from uh, people saying. Uh, they were a little concerned about it. It, was, it seemed a little insensitive, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, word. oh, I believe but it. I, I think they also thought I was a white guy. So uh, I emailed back, you know, responded, let them know that uh, I'm Asian. And that's pretty much, it settled it. Kind of, you know? They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. like, oh, well, that, I mean, that same thing happened with our, like, our business. They put us oh, on yeah, hold yeah. real quick. So it's like, uh, uh. Yeah. Dude, Which one? Which one are you talking story? about? It was so funny. So, so for the twin brother, doubtless, too, you know, because you have to, okay. uh, when we try to set up the LLC. So it wouldn't go through. <laughs> oh, shit. And like, they put us on hold for like a month. And we're like, dude, what's going on? We paid this thing, you know. And then we get an email and they're like, all right, you have to contact us. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I call up, you know, I call up and I'm like, you know, this is 
you know, owner of the Twin Brother Darkness yeah. of like what's going on with our paperwork. You know, we paid, you know, and on the other line, you can tell it's a white woman. And she's like, uh, the reason I'm seeing here in your file that the reason why they put this account on hold is that uh, they they just want to yeah, make what, sure. That, yeah, that's what kind of entertainment are you gentlemen in? <laughs> I, yeah. I would be a little scared to Google Twin Brother Darkness. I would probably have to do that with the door closed, you know. Yeah, I would. Y'all might want to check that one out. Yeah, think about that, like <laughs> Sunshine Boys or something. Oh, uh, I think yeah, I think just like you, they thought it was like some white guys, you know, like this. this yeah, so not gonna yeah, work. right. I mean, the, the broken English name uh, might change just because I also want to open a restaurant where it's more about the food, the experience. I don't want the first thing people think about is like the name and how. I mean, I already had some white people that were like kind of uh, uncomfortable with saying broken English to me, so I was like, "All right, never mind, forget." I, I'm not, I'm not in love with the name. I like it; it's funny, but uh, I, yeah, I don't want that yeah, to be the sure. first thing yeah. people think about either. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. you know, do you have a right. sense of humor? Well, and and you that, know, that's they, really all it is. People don't care if I have a sense of humor. They they don't they, they want to get food first. They don't need to take the time to learn about me. And I, I think that's like another thing about like the industry now too, where you know, just a few years ago it was it was so chef inspired and it was about the chef and like their story. And now I you know, it's like yeah. who cares? It's just I think the the concept is a driving force now, you know. Um because yep. you, you have a yeah. successful restaurant, uh, and what if that chef leaves? Is that not a – I mean, if the concept is strong, it's still going to hold that same – it's going to be the same restaurant, right? You know, like you guys know the chef yeah, of Shake Shack? No, it's just a great concept, you know, and it's always going to be the same thing every time you go there. And uh, I don't know, just like that chef mm -hmm. stardom, the chef celebrity thing is like, I I think uh, it's a little overrated and it's tired. It's done now. I think uh, th those guys are still, guys and girls are still valuable and stuff, but uh, it doesn't need to be so much about them in the spotlight anymore, you know? I I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the concept for me. I mean, now I'm talking like I'm fucking hotshot restaurant owner or some shit <laughs> well no but i mean you bring up a good point and that was another reason that we even started this podcast because it's like i don't know you see i don't like bobby flay on tv and all his restaurants and this and that but it's like we want to talk to the people who are actually there mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. sure cooking their food you know the ones who are doing inventory, putting away orders, yeah. stuff like that, because those people get completely lost in all that celebrityness. For sure, yeah. I mean, so much, so many positions yeah, in the kitchen are just like a a thankless position, you know? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard you guys talk about uh, just the, the dishwasher station, and that, that one always gets me. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it's just like, uh yeah it's like a, it's not a fun job you know it, it sucks and it's a thankless job and people treat you like shit 
all the time and uh sometimes they don't even know they're treating you like shit you know um yeah. just even if you, yep. you're putting dishes back there you could put it in a nice sack or you could just fucking throw it around uh and just pile shit on top of shit you know you, we've all seen that but uh just yeah just getting to know them saying hi and just uh showing appreciation just helping them out like stack shit nicely or you know clear your plates yep absolutely yeah i mean it's just you know those little things matter you know it makes the difference for you know between mm-hmm. somebody's having a good day and a bad day and i think just bringing you know that just just the having the conversation and letting you know everybody know and right now you know a lot of people that are listening in are people in, in industry so if that can even help them be better to, you know, everyone in general, not just dishwashers. Um, I think one of the things that for Chris and I that we wanted to do is just kind of get out the toxicity that, you know, so prevalent in restaurants and just be like, look, yeah, we know you learn it this way from, you know, chefs in yeah. the past, but we can, we can do it better. Absolutely. You know? I, I think that's um, so with, with this uh, 20% service, Fee trend that's uh, going on around restaurants right now. It'll be, uh, I, I think it's it's great movement, and we'll we'll see how it hap- I mean, how it pans out because it's something that's you know people have been trying for a while. Uh, I've worked at plenty of restaurants that did it and yeah. uh, have gone back to the tipping policy, you know, because it just didn't work out. Um, what happens is uh, they do no tip. Uh, the the guests usually you know they they see that their burger is 20 bucks instead of 15 bucks you know and then there's mm-hmm. that sticker shock yeah and then they're like what the hell is this even though they they would have tipped that much anyway they would end up spending that much anyway um and it gets distributed evenly so now now dishwashers cooks could get a little bit more it's still not even you know what it should be but now now we could put that money into their future their health care uh, retirement, but what happens right. is, yep. uh, servers see that and they, you know, they, they, they could go look at the steakhouse next door and say, I, I could just go there and make more money, get my tips back, you know? So, uh, yep. it's, yeah. th- that's always been the battle, but let's see, we'll see what happens now. I think it's got a lot more momentum now and with, with, with everything Definitely. like socially that's going on, um, I, I think the the system that we have right now is just so clearly racist. <laughs> you know? It's like <laughs> my amigos get shit on. They they work all the time where servers um mm-hmm. will work, you know, six hour shifts at most or whatever and walk away with all that cash. And uh we'll see if we'll see if yep. we have enough people that will support uh the amigos, you know. <laughs> Just all, all those people in the back, yeah. Because yeah, we all need yeah. to be taken care of, yeah. and um, it's it's time for it to change. Because you know, like I, we we all grew up in that old school era where it's just like that's just how it is. But now, uh, you know, fuck all that. I I still love cooking, and yep. I, I want people to be able to cook and still make a living. You know, and and have their own personal Absolutely. life and have their sanity. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it just won't work. It, we can't continue mm-hmm. the way it's going right now, you know? 
I agree. Yeah. No, I, so I, we'll see. That for sure. But I, I have high hopes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it will. Be, there'll be a change, and hopefully, like you said, it kind of needs to be universal, yeah. where everybody's doing it. And again, it goes back to working two, three jobs. It's like, well, I didn't really. I mean, yeah, I like cooking and I like to grind, but I also. I mean, when I was working those crazy hours, I was also paying back my student yeah. loan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. I mean, yeah, just we we didn't have the time to just stop and see if we had options really you know because it's just well shit i just got done with cooking school i better keep cooking you know and to make it work i gotta cook five jobs at a time to pay for everything (laughs) yeah and then hopefully in the end it pays off right yeah i think we've done all right though chris right (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we, we definitely had a lot of people uh, that we work with that uh, weren't so lucky, and you know, they're all doing something else now. But we stuck with it. We're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, you're doing good, Eli. You're doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm fine where <laughs> I'm at. I I mean, I I've left the restaurant world. Uh, I've been doing catering yeah. now for four years. So it's been you know it's been a minute since I like did the line cook thing. But you know what? Uh, just like you have been, you know, cooking 16 plus years. And uh, I don't, I, I, I like uh, doing catering because sure. it's a different pace. Uh, and again, I get to kind of work my own hours where it's like, I know when my busy times are, I know when my slow time are. And I, I yeah, like having absolutely. that flexibility. I, I, I had a taste of that know? stuff and uh, I, so. I thought I would end up there with the catering. Uh, but it just wasn't for me. Just like uh, that, the volume just like alone. Well, oh, we yeah. got to make like 300 canapes or whatever, you know. Uh, it's like, nah, fuck all that. Like, oh, let's let's have a BEO <laughs> meeting. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like this, too many too many fucking clipboards yeah, and catering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, you you definitely got enough volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely like, got enough volume. Fill that speed rack up with all this shit or this. And it's just like rolling speed racks around and like. Man, it's it, it was it was fun to see, but it wasn't for me. You know, I I did a little bit of hotel work, uh, and I I worked over at the U.S. Bank Stadium yeah. for uh, the Super Bowl for a while, and that's just it, it's volume. Oh, it's like catering on steroids, where it's like gross volume. Like, oh damn, yeah. <laughs> like that's a lot of yeah. cheese and bags. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna throw it all in the steam kettle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, so this part of the interview, this is kind of like our uh, just uh, we call it a, a lightning round where we just ask mm-hmm. you super random ass questions, like in no particular, you know, there's no coherence to it. So I'm just gonna start off with my question. Um, one of the things I like to ask people is, uh, what is one of your favorite books uh, of all time? It could be about food, or it could just be about um, something—a uh, yeah, book sure. that changed your um, life. To say, you know, I I don't read a lot because uh, I I have such a short attention span. Uh, I I'll read like the same paragraph over and over until I fall asleep. You know, 
<laughs> I, I don't finish a lot of books. Okay. But, um, I mean, I, I got Sheffy answers for that where, you know, like I, I will, all of my books are pretty much cookbooks. Uh, so, I mean, Kitchen Confidential is, is, is like so many people's answer yeah. as a young, uh, young chef. You know, uh, I, I got to picture what was going to, you know, I, I read that book before I actually got a kitchen job. So, um, so I, I oh, you know, nice. painted this picture in my head Ooh. of how it was going to be. And, uh, so then, you know, you find you get, you Absolutely. get in the kitchen and then you kind of try to force those stories, you know, <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm going to get in the weeds today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I same here. <laughs> um, that would be it'd be interesting because it's just like you. I read that when I was in culinary school, and honestly, I haven't I've, I haven't revisited it. But it would be interesting yeah. to but, uh, see yeah, what outside my of that, perspective all, all, all is the now. Books I have are just like you know. mostly cookbooks. Just uh, I and I don't even like using recipes that much. It's it's more for ideas and references, you know. Um, or mm-hmm. or I like you know like the, yeah, the cookbook yeah. that I use the most. Uh, is like the joy of cooking just to get, you know, like, okay, this is the baseline of this. And then mm. where, where can I fuck with it or, yeah. or flavor Bible or yeah. culinary artistry, just to, uh, think of like flavor combinations, you know? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's good. My turn. Uh, yes, sir. let's go with uh three condiments. You can't go without. <sighs> okay. Uh, Oh, shit, it's gonna make me sound like real Asian, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. I asked. Um, you know, it would have to be fish sauce, um, chili oil, and you know, mustard. Probably, I like mustard a lot. <laughs> like Dijon mustard. Okay, I was just. Well, related to that. Um... What is your oh, favorite man. sandwich? I love I love sandwiches. I love all sandwiches. Um, no, and, and you know I not I, an easy uh, question. I try People to, think like, it's an easy question. From, it's not... <laughs> like uh, carbs now. So and, and you know like because uh, you know being mm. in the kitchen and snacking all the time, you get kind of fat. <laughs> so so I, yeah. I just recently like absolutely got myself together and like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna eat right. I'm getting older. I take care of myself. So. So I, I will have like a cheat day, and anytime I cheat, I, I want like a big bowl of pasta or a sandwich. But uh, so all sandwiches are really good to me. But I, I would have to say like probably like a Reuben. I I, I think there, there's like three sandwiches that are always up there. It's, it'd probably be like a Reuben, uh, a Philly, and just like a grilled cheese. They're all just oh. like fat boy, but not just like a normal grilled cheese, but like grilled cheese with like caramelized onions and like fancy ass bougie cheese you know <laughs> right right yeah no those are all uh, uh let's see uh what do you do in your free time like how do you relax uh free time i mean so it's either just last couple of years just work or uh jujitsu which that was part of like uh me getting my uh my shit together and getting healthy again uh just like finally hitting the gym eating right yep. so uh 
within the last couple, I've been doing jujitsu for a couple of years now and I've, I've lost like 60 pounds, you know? And, uh, it wasn't like I was super fat overweight, you know, I was just like, had that, uh, just chub dad bod kind of thing without having yeah. kids, you know, like I had dad bod <laughs> with like no excuse. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I mean, that's all the grazing and stuff that you uh, do not in even, the kitchen. You know, like, I, exactly I, where I never is. really ate too much at work. I was one of those guys that would just get sick of the, the food at work pretty easily. What it was is just drinking after work and then like, oh, shit, McDonald's is open. <laughs> like, haven't had a McChicken since yesterday. Might as well get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I used to live right next to one, so uh, it was like, oh, ain't nothing open when I'm like trying to go home except for McDonald's, and then you you get real comfortable with the menu. It's like, oh shit, yeah, you know, that McChicken is good, especially because they put too much mayonnaise on it all the time. Yep. <laughs> oh man, ain't that the truth? Um, what uh, what kind of music are you into? Like, what genre and Uh-oh. any Why, favorite uh-oh. artist? <laughs> what's the uh oh all right uh, well i i recall <laughs> yeah, some brunches yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's, it's with, with some up, jam right? sessions so, um <laughs> i mean i'm sure you're you're talking about like all the pop music that we used to listen to at the blackbird right yeah okay so yep. i mean that that was uh yeah we used to listen to a lot of like backstreet boys and nsync and stuff Cause it was just like, it was a team building thing, you know, like, Hey, you, you take Kevin's part. I'm going to be uh Nick. All right. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then they'd look over no, at me no, and no, I'm just no, like, Chris wanted nah. to listen to like Charm Millionaire or whatever the fuck you got into then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's, let's do Chingy. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean that, that, and that, that kind of goes to show, uh, what kind of, how I've grown as a chef too, you know, like back then it was like, I get to play my music and that's it. Cause I'm the sous chef here and we're going to listen to pop music or whatever the fuck I want. Say something, you know, <laughs> but now, now I, I see other people doing that. Like, Oh man, just play everything. You know, something everybody's going to like, just like background noise. You know, I don't need to know what you get into yeah. uh, personally, you know, like your electronic bullshit. Like you're not at home, you're at work right now, you know. <laughs> so uh, I try to, I just try to find something that everybody gets into. Sure. And right now uh, at Petit Leon, it's, it, we we listen to a lot of like Wu Tang. <laughs> um, that that's just like universally, okay. like everybody's cool with this, right? <laughs> um, but then I try to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, for sure. It- it, it says but a lot I, I try to sneak in like some uh, right? <laughs> kind of nastier shit, a little less main, mainstream. Well, it's still mainstream, but not to not to my partners. I'm like, let's play some UGK. Or you get you get like you guys want to hear too short, <laughs> but it's all like kind of oh, older too. Um, like like let me tell you about the Ghetto Boys. <laughs> oh yeah. And but but also I mean we, we listen to like old country too. We'll listen to like, yeah, like Dolly Parton or uh Loretta Lynn. It, it's kinda all over the place. But mostly mostly like uh hip hop stations, but older hip hop right now. Yeah, so That's take good, that, Chris. Awesome. You know, I'm done it's with that boy. Good to have variety, you know. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. 
people always are like, oh, well, Chris, you pick something. And I've always said since I started working in the kitchen, I've never yeah, touched the radio. Yeah, no, I mean, and uh, that that's that's great. Sometimes people get way too into it. And then, you know, it became a problem uh, where uh, everybody's just on their phone because they're trying to curate this awesome playlist to impress their coworkers or some shit. I'm like, hey, man, why don't you just fucking cut those chives? <laughs> Stop playing with your yeah. phone and and right. you keep right. touching your phone and not washing your hands or something like it's just like your phone is nasty dude <laughs> like, get off your phone or yeah. just like put on a station and just leave it yeah or else i'm just gonna we're gonna listen to backstreet boys again you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Pretty much, i mean yeah back back in the day i mean i'm sure you guys were in those kitchens before everybody had spotify and pandora it was just a cd with a bunch of CD player with a bunch of scratched up CDs in the kitchen and you just listen to fucking Journey's greatest yep. hits. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta skip the first three songs because they're fucked up, you know. <laughs> right. Close it out. Um are there is there anything that you would like, you know, as far as like your philosophy when it comes to cooking, um, what's important to you and a message to listeners out there. Uh, any words of encouragement? Words of wisdom. You asking me? People that want. To <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just uh, I don't get into cooking if 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 you're doing it for the money. Obviously, um, it's a labor of love, which you know it's. I, I still love it. It's great. Um, but now now my my philosophy is like uh, I I just wanted put all those techniques and those details uh into my food but i want it i want to feed everybody i'm sick of feeding rich old folks you know <laughs> uh yep so i i don't know if that answers your question but that's just the way i look at food now it's like it doesn't have to be so precious all the time you know uh it's still food mm-hmm. uh yeah, and everybody deserves like uh, a nice hot meal. Uh, we don't need to tack on all these extra fees just for tweezers and shit, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, it's no, yeah, it it it's universal, and everybody deserves a nice meal once in a while. Like it shouldn't be something that oh, you have to be a middle class yeah person to so afford. We're, I'm trying to figure out to how to bring to those out. good quality ingredients, and I think and, it's, uh, you know, all that stuff costs a lot of money. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to, you know, uh, offer that to people at an affordable cost. And I think the way to do that is with technique. And uh, we'll see yeah. if that happens. <laughs> I'm going to try. Oh, that's, that's cool. Well, I I think you, you would, you'll be successful. Uh, thank you no, again. Thank you guys. For, it was a blast. Uh, I didn't uh, talk to us. Uh, offend anybody. <laughs> I get too crazy. Otherwise, no, fuck no. you. You're, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. No. Appreciate it, guys. It's. It's. Uh, I, I've been hearing. I've. I've been listening to all the the podcasts. I've heard every one. It's. It's. It's always a fun listen. Like I tell you, I, I don't read. I just listen to shit. You know, podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate. That's how I take in information. So it's. it's and it's. It's fun to hear it from just like normal people too. So thank you guys. Yeah, no, we, we're, yeah, this is Twin yeah. Brothers Darkness. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate thanks. you, man. 
<laughs> See? All right. On that note, thank you for that closeout. Love All right. Yeah. All right, guys.